All right. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the week 14 version of the Waiver Wire show. Crazy that we're already at this point. I'm not jo joined by Justin today, but have Sean Teague. Correct pronunciation there? Should have asked before. Nailed it. Got it. Sweet. Who can be found at Sean8386 on Twitter slash X. And I can be found at Jolo63. Um, welcome in. Again, as always, thank you for joining us. And before we get into the wire, just want to give you guys another little plug to join in and subscribe, catch our other great shows that we have, whether it is our, as you can see up here, the Start Sit Show for IDP Plus that we have every Sunday, typically featuring Sean. Then we have our other IDP Plus podcasts. I think another one drops, the Lounge drops Friday, I believe, but... Yep. Yeah. And if you go to our website at idpguys.org, you can find a lot of great tools, snap counts, and uh, fantasy finishes by Team Allowed, which we will reference plentifully, which we reference plentifully in these shows. And you can also subscribe, join our Discord, where writers such as Sean and I are every week. And yeah. So let's get into it. As always, it was an injury laden week. And Sean, if you want to run us through some of those yeah this this was a tough one uh we, we lost some big games this week um, yes we did a couple of them just last night but yeah starting with quarterbacks mr kenny pickett ankle injury talking about surgery uh not talking about it, putting him on ir just yet so chance he could come back to play and uh go back to being the stud that he was but yeah, that one, that was such a weird game, too, with all the, the weather breaks and everything. So, probably fortunate there wasn't too many more injuries out of that game. Then we move on to Mr. Derek Carr. Now, he has been beat up all season. All season. He's just been getting hammered. So, this might finally be the week where we get some Jameis Winston. Uh, just looking at the uh, injury itself, I mean, it's pretty much his entire upper body. Um. I don't think a concussion was involved in that, but I know there was some speculation. So I did see that there was worry about concussion, but I think ribs was the main issue with this one. So it was the ribs and I think shoulder yeah. also. Yeah, everything with him right now. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, dude's just been getting hammered back there. Yes. And the big one, Trevor Lawrence. <sighs> Just in time for fantasy playoffs, right? Just when he was really starting to turn it up, too. Yeah, he was getting the you know the Russian touchdowns were, were coming in. Uh, the whole offense was was clicking, and it looks like a high ankle sprain. Now he has not been ruled out just yet for this week. Uh, it's probably ambitious to think he will play. Yeah, especially with them being on Monday night this week, that'd be yeah tough. Short week. Um, so yeah, do do not count on him. Uh, like I said, he, he has not been uh, kicked out just yet, but get some backup plans ready. Yep. I think that was the main quarterbacks. Let's uh, check out these running backs. Another sizable one here, Ramondre Stevenson. Again, mm -hmm. another ankle injury. We're looking at multiple weeks according to this one. Uh, I think I know the full severity of that one, but another another tough loss i wouldn't be surprised if they just shut him down for the year just with where they're going and 
Yeah, there's no reason to. I did see that IR was possible for him. But there's no reason to keep him going. He's exactly. really the only player, one of the only players in offense who's in their future plan. So, right. He's not the only one you could count on in fantasy at this point, too. Yeah. Uh, and you wouldn't count the line, which we're going to bring up in a little bit, which is kind of gross. But... Oh, hey, you know another one. All right. Yeah. Shadowing. Uh, the King, King Henry. Uh, there's been a lot of back and forth on this concussion, not a concussion, concussion, not a concussion. So, uh, they're treating it as if it is. Uh, so I'm going to assume it is a concussion. So definitely going to have to monitor his status throughout the week to see, you know, if he's going to make it back or not. And Mr. Brian Robinson hamstring injury. Now, Washington is on a buy this week. Uh, I think we're on the last buys here. I believe so. Hopefully. So he gets a little extra time to get healthy. I don't know how bad that hamstring is. He could miss some time. Uh, Zach Charbonneau. Charbonnet? Charbonnet. Charbonnet. Knee bruised. Uh, this one being on Thursday night. I don't know if he's got a chance to play this week. I don't know the severity of that one either. Yeah. Stuff with doing this on Tuesday. Just all the all the injuries are still to be determined, but right. I'm not sure what Kenneth Walker's status is either. So it could be seen like a DJ Dallas and Kenny McIntosh show. That'll be fun. That'd be something. <laughs> all right, that's I think that was pretty much it for running backs. Let's, uh, yeah, another big one here. Wide receiver Tank Dell fractured fibula. Such a, a great rookie season going on down there in Houston. Sucks to see this this one, uh, especially this late in the season. And yeah, he was uh, popping off. So that one hurts. Marquise Brown heel injury. Uh, that one. Yeah, that was like crazy Pittsburgh game. So, like I said, dude. Yeah, weird game. Don't know his severity there, but he hasn't quite been clicking just yet with, uh, what's his name? Callum Murray. All right, Murray Cooper, concussion. Mm. Again, that's, that's a funky offense right now. He's been a little hard to trust anyway. Concussion definitely doesn't help him any. Doesn't necessarily mean he's out just yet, but yeah, typically if he's in the protocol, ends up actually being in the protocol still today, that's not a great sign. Mm-hmm. Only seen a few instances this year where someone's been injured, had a concussion, been in protocol in that week, and then actually still played. So, that scares me, you know, because that's brain injuries, you know, still. Yeah. After we've seen what happened with Tua, you know, the, the seizing up and all that good stuff, that's – I don't want to see that don't again. Want to mess uh, with that. Don't want to mess yeah, with exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Christian Watson, hamstring injury. That one uh, – I believe that one's going to be a, a multi-week deal there. Yeah, so it seems like – and we'll get into some replacements there as well. Same with the next name on the list. Oh, man, this, this one hurt me a lot. Christian Kirk. Went down last night as well. Initially a groin injury. Now they're saying muscle core. And they're they're leaning towards surgery on this too. So yeah. if that happens. I saw IR is a possibility. So yes. Uh, I believe I've seen 
eight weeks would be probably Oof. the earliest you can come back from that type of surgery. So God, it, it will take a deep playoff run. So go ahead and get ready that he, he may miss the rest of the season for us, which is a bummer. Uh, he has led many of my teams. Has he? That's unfortunate. Yeah. I uh, actually have him and Trevor in quite a few. <laughs> Brutal. Well, Brutal. That's, that's, that's not our deal for sure. All right, tight ends. We got Tyler Higby, head concussion again. Concussions so could many. be out this week. So many. Yes, that's what it is, right? Concussions, yeah. or, you know, knees. Yeah, and on the defensive side, we have some more. Looks like most of these I haven't seen because I have not seen much aside from Jeffrey Simmons, the Titans D tackle, who's probably going to miss a few weeks with a knee injury um have you heard anything else on that one it's it's looking like he's going to be out several weeks uh again a possibility they could shut him down with as bad as their season is see there's four weeks left of typical fantasy seasons so yeah anyone placed an ir at this point is done it's just a shame to see um tj watt also had an ankle injury thursday them being thursday night this week puts that into doubt Similar with teammate Alandon Robinson, Roberts, sorry. Um, who, what was his injury? His was a, was it knee? Sounds right. Omitted that one on the dock by mistake, but um, I did just see something where that IDP guys just retweeted as well that he thinks he'll be questionable for Thursday's game, which that feels ambitious. So, is that for Alandon? Yeah. Thank you for clear, getting me clarify there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, trust that. We'll see on that. No, I wouldn't either. Um, elsewhere, Jordan Brooks had an ankle injury, left the game. We'll touch on a potential replacement for him as well, briefly. Um, Jerome Baker, adding to the Dolphins injury list. Knee injury. Nate Landman with the Falcons, also a knee injury. Um Cam Taylor Britt was placed on IR or is going to be placed on IR. I saw for the Bengals. Yeah, that's Um, a bummer. Yeah. Uh, Drew Tranquil for the almost just said Buccaneers. That was, I don't know why that almost happened. Chargers would have made sense. He was there last year at least, but he left early with concussion. We'll touch on the Chiefs linebacker room in a minute as well. Um, rounding out, AJ Terrell had a concussion for the Falcons. Pat Sertan did have a little knee injury, but came back. Minka Fitzpatrick continuing his injury riddled year broke his hand. Um, not sure if he's going to be able to play through that at all. It seems weird. I know like a Denzel Perryman and there was another linebacker who, when we mentioned last week, I think who had that, who was playing through a club, but I can't remember with a club on their hand, but can't remember who it was. Um, then Brian Cook on Sunday night had a pretty nasty ankle injury that actually initial sights seem like it wasn't a break or as bad as it looked, but he is going to miss some time. And as always, please ask questions. See, there are a few in here right now, and we will get to those once we get to that their respective position groups. So thank you guys for holding on to those. We will get to them. Um, before we do get into the waiver wire, let's touch on bye weeks and reminder to check 
for the second to last time players of teams who were on by last week to make sure that no starters had to be dropped for teams that were on by, which were the Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, Las Vegas Raiders, Minnesota Vikings, and New York Giants. So there were, it was a big bye week, a very late bye apocalypse. I know really screwed me in a couple leagues, have been very Raven heavy this year. So that hurt mm. a little bit. But um, and then this is the last week for buys, looks like. And there are only two teams on by because why not? Scheduling super weird this year. And those are the Cardinals and Commanders. So not a huge amount of relevant names there, especially on the IDP side. So that's pretty convenient. Alrighty, I guess let's let's get into the waiver wire, starting with the defensive line. Last week, the names we brought, Justin and I brought up were Andrew Van Ginkle and Emmanuel Ogba for the Dolphins. They both played pretty well, didn't they, Sean? Yes, uh, I loved it. I was a fan for sure. Uh, Ginkle did not get the sacks we were all. You know, thinking he would going against you know Washington's terrible offensive line, we thought for sure he'd get at least one. Uh, but a pick six, we'll take that. Pretty nifty. Then other names brought up were Anthony Jennings, who didn't have a great game. Just eh. still think he's a fine deep play in in deeper leagues, but doesn't not having that sack upside just really kind of kills him there. And then Samson Ebukam had another. Two? Did he have two sacks? Two sacks. I know this as a Colts yep. fan, but they make me sad. So that was a fantastic uh-huh. game for uh, for Epicam there. It was Titans. Well, Titans matchup helps there. So first name we'll touch on this week is Kobe Turner for the Rams. Do you want to talk about him at all, Sean? Hey, he's been coming on strong. He's been fantastic. Uh, playing time's been going up. Playing next to Aaron Donald does wonders for anybody's career. Uh, and apparently Byron Young, too. Just a couple of rookies going crazy. Yeah, Byron Young's benefited. Michael Hoyt's benefited. Uh, yeah, so once he got three and a half sacks over the last two games. Yeah. He's looking like yeah. the future out here. Yeah, Rams have done a great job just hitting on late round dart throws, and they've been doing that, really, even in the FM picks era. They were still yeah, That's all they had, right? <laughs> yeah, and they were doing a great job. Even if they have 100 swings, they were still hitting on getting a very high average there with those later rounds. And it really sets them up and chance to make the playoffs now and definitely a lot of relevance. Um, other D-line name to bring up is Jonathan Grenard, the second edge rusher for the Texans, though he actually has been the sack leader for most of the year, I believe still is, even though Will Anderson's really been getting a lot of production lately. Yeah. Um, but he does have four and a half sacks over the last six games, which was when their bye week was. Um, he has been a very hit or miss. It's been the majority of his production has been in three of those six games. But for a second there, edge rusher, you're probably playing as like a D-line three or a DE two, depending on your league format. I think it's a very good upside shot. They have a matchup with the Jets this week, which is pretty dang juicy. Can't block anyone, can't throw the ball, but they have to because they <laughs> are good. Shame for that defense. This really could be another, like, what, 13 to 6 sort of game, especially it when it could be very ugly. Down. It could be, could be ugly. 
but yeah, I do see a defensive line question here regarding the aforementioned Michael Hoyt. So didn't have uh, any tackles last week, which was surprising. He's been doing pretty well overall, but which is weird as a 300 pound defensive end outside linebacker. But <laughs> um, even with how good he has been doing, I would still take all of these names over him, except maybe Quinnen. Let's see how Quinnen has done the last couple. I know we brought him up a couple of weeks ago and since he hasn't really done much, but yeah, he's, I don't think he's doing much. Where are you at on this one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not starting Hoyt over Jones, Anderson, or, uh, Matt Abuke right now. Yeah. No, that's yeah. I would drop him. And even if this is like a second D lineman, no, no, I, actually, I'm still taking him over Quinnen Williams at this point. Looking, Quinnen has had a sack three weeks ago against Buffalo, half a sack the week before, and half a sack in week four with four tackles. This seems like his average. So, yeah, that's <laughs> if you can. I know Hoyt has DT versatility in a lot of leagues still, or at least D-line. So if you can get an edge rusher for that, I'm going to play that over Quentin at this point. It's crazy as it sounds. Hey, absolutely. And he's playing, you know, lots of snaps too. It's not like he's, yep. you know, uh, a rotational guy. He's he's a full-time yep. starter. Absolutely. Can you imagine like three months ago saying that at this point, uh, you're going to start Michael Hoyt over a healthy and full-time rolled Quentin Williams? Man, what a season it's been, right? <laughs> Absolutely insane. And with that, let's get into, if my mouse worked, there we go, into the linebackers. So last week, some names we touched on were EJ Speed, the now linebacker two for the Colts, who ended up leading the team in tackles against the Titans. So sweet. Um, Pete Werner ended up being inactive, so not much we can do there. Nick Morrow also had a very good fantasy day. Um, but we'll touch on that a little bit more in just a second. The last name we brought up was another name, we're, is the first name we're bringing up today, which is Servosier Dennis, who also was a health, was not a healthy scratch, but and it was a last second scratch last week, um, was ill. Illness. Should be back. Um, yeah, with Devin White and Levante David both still hurt, Dennis should be the guy to play. So, assuming he yeah. is better. Yeah, it was just an illness, uh, I think is what I heard. Uh, he's expected to be back. And possibly Levante David, which you got to monitor your practice reports this yeah. week. Yeah, who ended up actually playing for linebacker for them last week? Uh, JJ but Russell. And Ryan Neal, Neal actually got where Neal took over. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Neal, who we've brought, talked about a bunch. That's where his inflation. Yep. Yeah. And some other linebacker questions in there. One we will hit on in a sec. Um, another name to bring up how we discussed Landon Roberts was injured. Michael Walker is his backup and potentially the linebacker one, at least this week. Again, with this being the Thursday night game, which is an absolute barn burner against the <laughs> Patriots. Oh what, see the over-under for that game is like 31 and a half. Yeah, it's got to be like seven. God, it's, it's so gross. I don't think <laughs> the Patriots be scored ugly. in like two weeks. 
Yeah, I think I saw something where they've allowed less than 10 points in three straight games and are 0 and 3. <laughs> then That's heard so something bad. that this season this season, I think when a team allows less than 10 points, they're like 51 and 4. Wow. And the Patriots have well, three in a row of those. Oof. Yeah, so this is gonna be a gross game. It's gonna be Mitch Trubisky versus Bailey Zappi. Um it's gonna be a lot of time on the ground. Walker has been ramping up a lot. He played 96% of snaps this week and had double-digit tackles. So especially if Roberts doesn't play, Walker's a very good play. Zappi's only going to throw shorts over the middle, and they're just going to try to pound the ball with Zeke. So which spoiler alert there, I guess. <laughs> um, another name to bring up, and this is timely with Will's question here about Shaq Leonard. Um yeah, this is named like we talked about. Morrow had a great fantasy line, but he was absolutely atrocious on the field. He oh, yeah. was in a blender the whole game, which was kind of expected. Um, but so I have been very critical of Shaq Leonard, even as a Colts fan for his entire career. I thought he's always been pretty overrated and very much just a chaos merchant, but He's an upgrade over Moro, at least on field, even as a very limited version of himself. And he is someone we do suggest as a pickup. I'm curious as to how much he actually plays. Mm-hmm. I figure he, he will kind of play similar snaps in situations like uh, Cunningham did. But, you know, you've seen it in Indy, you know, all, all year where he was coming off on the money downs. Yep. So he was only a, a two-down thumper at best. Yep. Um, and he was still losing a lot of those snaps to EJ Speed. So. Exactly. So it's it's not a great situation. Yeah, it's, but... it's one I would definitely pick him up just yes. in case I wouldn't be playing him this week, even against Dallas. Who, <laughs> but even just, just pick him up and see. And if he does end up taking a lot of snaps away from Moro, or even if there's a split there, that's he could be a steal pickup at the end of the year. Then there's another question in here, see, regarding injured linebackers with Jordan Hicks and Nick Bolton. Um, Bolton has been a little, Andy Reid earlier today was very iffy on if he would play. Says that it was kind of just play it by ear, see what happens. And that does bring us into the last name we wanted to just bring up, which is Jack Jack Cochrane. I have no idea. Who stepped in for Drew Tranquil and had seven tackles, two for loss on Sunday night. So this is one of those I probably wouldn't spend any priority or fab on tonight, but if Bolton doesn't end up being active, might as well pick him up and can plug him in um, against the Bills team who have been a middle of the road. I think they're the 18th best matchup for linebackers, which is, yeah, it's fine. So, yeah, any, I don't see any other linebacker questions. Have you heard anything on Hicks or Bolton more than me? Just optimism that uh, Hicks will be back sometime this season, which is a very coach answer. So yeah. uh, I'm not trusting it. Um, keeping the uh, backup plans running. I mean, that's prepare for them not to come back. That's the yeah. best way you can do it. And yeah. if they do come back, then boom, you know, there you go. Yeah. Bolton, I even if he's back this week, I don't think he'll be back in that full-time role. But when he is back in two weeks, I would expect him to be 
fully back and you can probably start him as Nick Bolton, but yeah, there was that was already a reduced level. So he will probably go off uh, about the time your team is eliminated. <laughs> yep. Week 18, he's going to go yeah. crazy. <laughs> but um, and then checking one thing, the Vikings. Um, yeah, Ivan Pace still is leading that room. So make sure there wasn't anything crazy that happened. Yeah, so Ivan Pace is still the guy to go with there. And really, Anthony Barr and Troy Dye are seeing less than 40% of snaps each. So not really it's worth a it. One Ivan Pace is the one. Yeah. Yeah. And Will brings up a point here that, yeah, Metellus, you have to start at this point. I think he already was there before the Hicks injury. I'm remembering yeah. right, but yeah, he's picked him up in my main dynasty league like two weeks ago, and that was pretty nice. Sweet. It was like, oh, you're still out here because sleepers' projections are weird. Wow, that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, oh, this is nice. Um, yeah, and I, I do mean... see we have a lot of defensive back questions, which we will get into after we talk about the defensive backs. Um, I guess before we do that, did you have any other linebackers you wanted to bring up, Sean? I don't think. There's anything at this point they can't can't wait a little bit. Yeah. Oh, uh, one defensive line name that you brought up to me that I forgot to talk about earlier there. Grover Stewart is back from suspension. Um, if you're in a DT league, a multi-DT league, sure. Uh, it's he wasn't it's doing great. Based. No. He wasn't doing great, it's but you know, we just lost. To keep an eye on. We just lost a defensive tackle or two, I think. So, yeah, it's still going to have to be a deep league. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, into the defensive backs, which last week we discussed. Oh, what? Uh, those are running backs. There we go. We said Jalen Hawkins for the Chargers, who didn't do much. Happens. Their defensive backfield's pretty in flux all the time. Uh, Kayvon Wallace only had a couple tackles, but his role still was there. Probably another um, a week early sort of thing. I'd still think our process was right there. It just didn't happen to work out this week, which DBs are weird with that. Yeah, well, the linebackers showed up this this past week. Yeah. So, you know, it, yep. they ate up all the tackles. So I, I think Wallace should be good to go the rest of the season. Yeah, I'd agree. Then the last name we had brought up was PJ Locke, who – we weren't sure how that role was fully going to look. And he had, what was it, 99% of snaps? I think almost all of them, if not all of them. Um, yeah. So really we do have a question with him from Fantasy Sports that, yeah, so PJ Locke, we still, still think is a good play for the next two weeks while Kareem Jackson is suspended. When he does come back, I don't know what they'll do. It's a, I feel like it. Kind of depends on where they're standing in the playoff hunt, but that's fair. I would, yeah. I would like to see Locke keep that role. Uh, yeah. Jackson's been suspended twice now. He's hurt the team a lot too. So how many yeah. personal fouls does he have? It's, yeah, certain so teams, certain opponents. It's he's yeah. a liability for sure. Yeah, when Cream Jackson does come back, I would not cut PJ Locke. Maybe <laughs> when start him that first game, Jackson's back, but yeah, definitely would hold him. Um, so the names we want to get into are Mike Edwards first, who is the injury replacement for Brian Cook. Um, Edwards was a very good safety last year with the Buccaneers. 
and then signed with to be the safety three over in Kansas City this year. Um, he did end up playing 81% of the snaps this last week after Brian Cook left. I think he played every snap afterwards. Don't have that exact data there, but it was, I think, every snap or a major, right. far majority of them. Um, while Brian Cook has been only playing deep safety this year, Mike Edwards actually has been playing a lot more in the box, even when he's been on the field with Justin Reed and without Brian Cook. Uh, don't it's been close to 40% of his snaps have been in the box, maybe, maybe closer to 50%. So I do think that he will, and that's the role he was in with the Buccaneers last year. So I do think he will see some more box work than a typical free safety would. So it does cap Justin Reed's upside a little bit, um, which sucks, but. Well, it, with Tranquil uh, being injured, mm-hmm. Bolden uncertain, they're getting thin at linebackers. So when there's, you know, not very good linebackers in front of you, the safeties usually get to eat up those tackles. Yeah. And with the Bills matchup this week. Should be, be a good week. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would be willing to play him this week right out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very little other competition for snaps. I think Shamari Connor, was he the other safety or is he their fourth corner? I think he's the other safety, yeah. Sounds yeah, right. He played yeah, played oh has played 23 snaps over the last two weeks combined. So yeah, I still think he's the reserve. <laughs> he's the reserve. So right. Um, last name to bring up for DBs, Jimmy Ward for the Texans. We've brought him up a few times, but now that he is back from his hamstring injury, he's back into that full-time box role, killing Jalen Petrie's upside and floor, but helping out their defense a lot. He has um, six tackles again this week, which he's done five times in his six games. So high floor, low ceiling sort of play. He had the big game ceiling interception there at the mm-hmm. end too. Yes, he did. And also you need to bring up Derek Stingley, who is back. Yeah, that's more. I don't like playing boundary corners, even in a cornerback leagues, try to avoid them, but just volatility. But big play, yeah, he's, he's an option. That's fair. Oh, uh, Desmond King came back in that game as well as the slot yeah. corner. Yep. Kicking Xavier Thomas. But... To the curb. Yep. Yep. I know they're getting healthy at a good time. All right. So some DB questions that we have hanging out in here. Thank you again for your patience. Just want to keep it more fluid. So first one from Will. Would you pick up Cam Bynum, Josh Metellus, or Keyshawn Nick? Nixon, who does have those return yards, and play over Reed Blakenship or Dax Hill. Hmm, that's a that's a fun group to be able to choose from. Yeah, I can't believe uh, the first two are still out there. Now, yeah, especially if you're playing multi DBs already, that's crazy. I like Metellus over uh, Hill. Yeah, I think I do as well. Nixon, I think that kind of depends on the return yards, like how much you actually get. But also, and I know Will does play in a lot of best ball sort of leagues, so does that change it for you as well, at all? I still like Metellus uh, with that yeah. linebacker you know, goal he's playing. Mm-hmm. He, he's definitely up in the box. And I think Dax Hill is losing some of those. Uh, yeah, I'll double-check those numbers uh, battle. real quick. Yeah, Wade yeah. Battle's playing more up close now. So, I mean, Dax Hill, he's big play capable, just not consistently. 
and just looking specifically at last night, um, Hill actually played more snaps in the slot box area than Battle did. Okay. But, yeah, about 10 more snaps, but they both played. I mean, he played about 10 more snaps than Battle. So, so they're, they're I still think pretty they're interchangeable, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I think I would go Metellus over Hill as well. Um, Nixon, yeah, I, th- I think that one's really going to depend on if you're getting like one point for every 10 yards for return, like you are for receivers and running backs, then that's going to make it tempting. Very, very tempting. Yeah, I'm with you. But... Yep, sweet. So other question in here is some guys that we have talked about with Jordan Battle and PJ Locke. Though, oh, you have them on the wire. Would you drop any of Kyle Hamilton, Dax Hill, Minka Fitzpatrick, or Jalen Thompson? Hamilton and Thompson, I'm not touching. They're, or I'm not cutting. They are very, big yeah, they're locked in. Yeah. yeah. Minka with an injury, I might be okay cutting him. Yeah, I would At be fine with that. Yeah. Then Dax Hill. I would take Block or Battle over Fitzpatrick with the injury. But I think this really comes down to Battle or Hill. Where would you go? We know Battle's going to play the rest of the season. We there is some question about Lock, but Lock's been great. It's yeah, yeah. I, I would drop Fitzpatrick for either one, and it's mm-hmm. just personal preference there. If you want to risk Lock yeah. losing the job in two weeks, or if you want Battle, yeah. just, you know. And I think I still would keep Dax over both, just especially if he does keep up the high, the similar box usage since he does have the higher big play upside. Yeah, that's fair. Because uh, we haven't seen that from Mika this year at all. There's been no big splash mm-hmm. plays. No. How many games has he even played? He's been out for so much. Yeah, yeah, in and out, in and out. Probably oh. six games, maybe. So with this... With this question, Will did verify that it is one point for every 10 return yards. Hmm. What's Blankenship down here lately? He's in a bit of a slump, is he not? He's not popping so. off like I'll he was. Check. I believe I believe that's correct. Yeah. Eh, no, he has... 26 tackles over his last three games over the last three weeks. So, still not no big plays. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would cut either of these guys, or I would take Metellus over Dax Hill, but yeah, he's still, still a thumb guy. Yeah. But that does definitely move Nixon into the second of your third waiver guy with these three waiver guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do see there is one offensive question in there. We will get to it as we start get into the waiver wire. And just a reminder, keep shooting in your questions. Even if it is for defensive players, we will get to those at the very end. So last week, our quarterback that we brought up was Kenny Pickett. Um, and he got hurt promptly. So unfortunate. But... Sounds about right. About the time you brag on a guy, he goes down. Yep. 
I'm going to put that one fully on Justin because he's not your defense. <laughs> uh, no, but That's perfect. the logic there with the Arizona matchup, it made sense. It's unfortunate. Our name this week is someone I am very high on that I think is the best quarterback in that draft class, Desmond Ritter. Um, it wasn't great this week, but again, that Jets game was just gross with Met, the whole Met life of it all, whether that Jets defense yeah. Disgusting game. Absolutely gross. But he's been pretty good this year. Then the Tampa Bay matchup is spectacular. I think they're a top five option for quarterbacks, I believe. Yeah, that's everybody's throwing all over them this year. Oh, yeah. CJ Stroud had a day against them three weeks ago. Um, With a playoff push, they need to pull all the stops out. They need to get Kyle Pitts and Drake London going, and both should be fully healthy at this point. So, yeah, I'm. I think Ritter's a good play this week. I would don't have him as a quarterback one or anything, but if you do have some injuries, if Trevor Lawrence was your top quarterback, I'm willing to add him in here for spot start or as your QB two in a super flex league. Yeah, you could definitely do worse. Yeah, running backs. Um, last week, the names we brought were Zach Moss. Didn't have a great line, but he has the role as long as Jonathan oh, yeah. Taylor's out. So, yep. yeah. Then the other three names we gave were Royce Freeman, Michael Carter, and Dearness Johnson. They're all just handcuffs at this point. So, take that as you will. Reminder to always grab your handcuff because our names this week are all handcuffs who might have the full time role for a little bit. First one is Zeke Elliott. With Mondre down, he's really the only running back in the room. They, Jamichael Hasty sounds like is the two right now. Yeah, I heard that as so, well. He's a bit yeah. intriguing, but you're gonna have to be in a deep league for for that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Over the past two weeks, Mondre's been had I think what, fifty, or not this past week, but the two weeks prior had Ramondre had fifty total touches and targets. So or touch opportunities, I guess. So Zeke has a lot he could take over. And he's still been getting, what, 10 carries and two targets a game, something like that? Yeah, yeah, he's fully involved. Where, you know, they would switch out every uh, yeah. every so often, just a, a whole offensive run, you know. Just uh, Yeah. He's definitely one of those. Could yeah, might pick up those, you know, third down uh, receiving plays, I guess. Uh, maybe he could, but Zeke there. is still such a good pass blocker that it'd be hard to take him off of that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not rushing out to get hasty. I'm just saying. No. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's something to keep an eye on, depending on how Stevenson does progress. Yeah, I would agree there. Does progress. Next handcuff running back we're going to bring up is Kenny Gainwell. Uh, DeAndre Swift left the game late with, I haven't even really seen what his injury was. Um, was it a knee? I don't think they ever yeah. fully said. Yeah, it was weird. And so with that, we don't know how severe it was. Um, Gainwell did have a pre-Swift early breakout and before he then fell back to earth. Gainwell was did start as the running back one way back in week one. But yeah, and in those for the first two games, he had 14 carries and a couple targets. So should expect to see some similar production there. And on a good offense, and if Jalen Hurts is banged up and running less, thumb injury for Swift, looks like. 
Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's one to monitor. Even if Swift is back, I do think that backfield does end up being closer to a 60-40, 50-50. I do think Gainwell has some uh, flexibility. Yeah, th- this will be the time to cuff him if yeah. uh, if he is still out there. Also, one of those things where there isn't much data to support specifically, but the Eagles love Gainwell. This is when he really started taking over from Miles Sanders last year. Yeah, I know the playoffs, he was the top guy. And as it's getting to crunch time, you can see, really see them turning it to Gainwell more since DeAndre Swift, as talented as he is, has never been trustworthy. Well, though, you may want to save him for playoffs as well and start phasing yep. some of these offensive weapons out, you know, just to kind of rest them up, too. So that's yep. something we got to look at with these top seed teams, especially Absolutely. with the Eagles having it kind of locked up. I don't think it's fully locked up. but No, I think they're only a game. I think if Dallas beats them this week, I think Dallas actually has the division lead or a tie for it. Oh, I think okay. they're I mean, they another game behind. I didn't realize it was that close. Think so. I could be wrong there. But, uh, another handcuff to bring up: Tajay Spears, who, with Derrick Henry going down with a potential concussion, <laughs> he would be yeah. the next man up. Spears looked spectacular against. He's the explosive. Yeah, not sure how big of a draft guy you are, Sean, but I know that's one thing I'm very big in, and I loved Spears. I think he was my running back four. Or, no, he was my fifth in the class. I know he was gaining a lot there. Closer mm-hmm. we got to the draft, people were really jumping on that. Um, yeah. And just watching him this year, you know, he's, Henry, he's Henry's not washed, but he is definitely slowed. And that mm-hmm. offensive line is atrocious. But Spears, when he gets the ball, he's explosive. I mean, he, he's cutting he's, everywhere. He's electric. Um, he is. He's going to be fun. Fun player. He's so yes. fun. Um, he had six targets this week and 16 carries. A lot of that was even before Henry did get injured. Yeah. So, yeah, Henry didn't get hurt till late in the game. Mm-hmm. I do think that this week, even if Henry does play, that he Spears is still usable. Just yes. with the Miami matchup, they're probably going to get smushed. So, <laughs> just a lot of checkdowns. Yeah. And Will Levis is another name I wanted to bring up at quarterback, who he hasn't had great fantasy production. I think he's been very much like quarterback twenty-four about since that his first start. But the rest of their map schedule is really juicy with a couple matchups with Houston. Um, I'm trying to remember who the others are. I remember looking at it sleeper this morning, and it is green, very dark green for the rest of the year. I think it's two matchups with Houston in these yeah, last. It is. I can't remember if the last one's week eighteen or seventeen, though. That's but, yeah. That they usually do that rivalry inner or division matchup at the yeah. end of the year. So that's probably is one of them. Double check that real quick. Um, so yeah, Levis has. Come on, Miami, Houston, Seattle, Houston for the rest of the fantasy season, and then Jacksonville's week eighteen. So uh, okay. Levis just another name to bring up for quarterbacks. Again, quarterback two in a super flex, nothing more than that. But right, just to bring up. And then yes, yeah, Spears again. He is the pass catching back. So hopefully, you see a lot of work there. As they are, they should be trailing Miami too, so that'll work. I would imagine so, probably quickly. Yeah. Then last pair of handcuffs to bring up are the Commanders' backs, Antonio Gibson and Chris Rodriguez, with Brian Robinson's injury. Which, uh, did we know how long? He was I haven't heard. 
uh, with a bye week, I know that was going to, you know, buy him some extra time on that. If it's, you know, yeah. a bad hamstring injury, it could be, you know, several weeks. Could be three weeks, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So these are some names to keep in. Gibson does have some standalone value with pass catching. They like Rodriguez and have right. been using him a little bit. So, yeah, just guys to take a keep an eye on. They probably would have like 50-50 split if Robinson is out. Any other running backs you had in mind or – not off the top of my head. I mean, the others you guys pretty much covered last week uh, as far as yeah. handcuffs go. Yep, just handcuffs, all of them. Um, so I guess I'll ask a question to you, too. Uh, for your handcuffs, handcuff running backs, do you prefer to grab cuffs of your own running backs or other teams' running backs? No, Justin, I if I have there, where I usually go if, for my own. If I have the room and if it's a player I'm really worried about, then I will take uh, – my initial, you know, my backup. If mm-hmm. if my guys are, you know, pretty healthy, uh, I'm I'm always working my bench. I'm always working the the waiver wire, always yeah. keeping it rotating. So I will pick up somebody else's handcuff to potentially block them. Mm-hmm. And if I do lose yeah. my guy, then you know I still have a, a potential starter there as well. So yeah, yeah. I typically just in a vacuum, I would go for my own handcuff if I have that extra spot. Yeah. But- get either way yeah this is the time where you probably don't have the extra room this is the time where you're going to start loading up on that second defense if you have the, if you play with those or some other depth idp guys second tight end or quarterback to yeah in case of injury but probably yeah. quarterbacks right now especially mm-hmm. with the way this season has went uh yeah. and then again you know some of these big you know uh higher seated teams may start sitting and resting people the blowouts that we've seen this year, and especially with Dallas, that's hurt a lot of guys. It has. It got in my home league, I was able to get Dak off waivers in week wow. 10. That's a home run. Yeah. It was like, it made sense why he got dropped. It's like, it was right after the stretch of games, they were blowing everyone out. Yeah. And then it was right after his bye week, too. It was like a bunch of games where it was just like, Blowout, he's out. Blowout, he's out. Or they got blown out by San Francisco, yeah, yeah. and then, then they went to their bye week, and it was like, well, scooped him up, and he's had at least thirty-four points in all but one game since. It's yeah, like, he's been on fire. Uh, Lamb's been on fire. Pollard's picking it up. I mean, that's that's an explosive offense. If you can grab any of those guys, which I'm doubting, not now. But the, yeah, with the bye weeks, got to watch those. Um, yeah, okay, sure. so. Let's get to wide receivers. Another very handcuffy young. All these guys are rookies, actually. Looking at it, um, last week we did not do well. Jalen Hyatt was on by. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't still keep an eye on him. One of those that he's the only deep vertical threat on the team right now. Darren Waller's still <laughs> out. So deep vertical threat is a loose term in that offense. <laughs> That's yeah. They still need someone to run routes deep, but right. So, still an upside shot. Nothing else. Dorch didn't do much. Um, that did was Kyler ever end up breaking 100 passing yards? <laughs> Maybe 130, but it was again, pretty much the James Conner show. Yeah, on that one. Yeah. Then we also brought up At Perry and Lynn Bowden. Bowden didn't do much. Perry had a 30-yard catch early, and I think that was really it. Yeah. But, Still, as long as Michael Thomas is out, do you think he could have a role? And with Jameis coming in, 
could have a three touchdown game, could have 10 targets to no with three interceptions against him. Uh, Jameis is going to sling it. Uh, we don't know to oh, which yeah. team, but he's going to throw it no, off. He doesn't either. <laughs> yeah, right. It's okay. It'll be fine. Uptick for Olave, though. So For sure. First name we're going to bring up is Parker Washington, the mm-hmm. now slot receiver for the Jaguars. Well, Calvin Ridley will be in the slot a little more, but as well, which will be good for him. But Washington came in and had six catches on six targets for 61 and a touchdown, which were his first six catches of his career. I was a fan of his at Penn State. I thought he went a little later than I expected at least, but still fun player, very small player, but good inner short. He's your typical slot build player, which is where Cleveland does get hurt the most against the pass, even though they do have good corners. So. Yeah. Also want to bring up Zay Jones, who did have eight targets this week. Um, he's really been the missing cog for that offense. He really does help take a lot off Calvin Ridley and mm-hmm. Christian Kirk's plates. So hopefully having him back does help Calvin Ridley and then keep some more stuff open for Parker Washington and Evan Ingram, who had a blow-up game. So, uh, Do you want to take the next name? Yeah. Dontavian Wicks, the Green Bay Packers. Uh you know, Christian Watson, we just talked about him probably missing some time here. Uh, he's he's had a pretty good relationship with Jordan Love. Uh, he doesn't get all the targets or anything, but uh, they seem to be on the same page quite a bit. He's mm-hmm. getting, you know, three, four targets a game, I guess. I uh, could definitely see him paying off this late in the season. And Jordan Love's been on fire. Yeah. And with that, bringing up this comment from Will, it's like, yeah, that trade looks spectacular right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Love has been unreal. Yeah. Last few weeks, he's been like Dak out there just popping off. Really and does. it's against teams we weren't expecting. We didn't expect yeah. the Packers uh, to blow up against the Lions like that. And then the, the Chiefs. Yeah. Oof. That's crazy. It is. That's Very scary crazy. Team right now. Yeah, fun team. Since so young, youngest offense. Think they're on, assuming they don't start giving a lot of targets to an un, currently unknown old receiver. They'll finish with like the youngest, like receiving age ever. But, right. Yeah. So last name I want to bring up a wide receiver is someone I was a huge fan of in the draft process. He was actually my wide receiver three. Um, okay. Cedric Tillman, um, big receiver. Big profile. Amari Cooper injury does open the doors a little bit more. And he even was getting, I think he had three targets in the first half with Cooper still active. So he did end up with six targets this week, five in the week before. Didn't have a great game. I think he only went like two for 20 this week, but he's getting those targets. Um, And with another week to game plan with him as probable starter, he's an upside shot. He's a big play threat. Flacco could hit him a lot need those and with Flacco being in also want to mention Elijah Moore again he we brought him up a few weeks ago and he's rostered in half of sleeper leagues right now but one of Elijah Moore's best games of his career was that game with Flacco with the Jets two years ago it's three Mm -hmm. years ago now and then this week he also had eight targets I think it was yeah he was the top guy yeah so he's the wide receiver one as long as Cooper's out. So both of them, I think, are names to bring up. 
Yep. Good call. Um, Will's mentioning in the chat a stat about Love and Rogers, and I do know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. Oh, they were showing the, uh, I think, how many touchdowns they had done. Uh, like uh, the the exact same record, the exact same touchdowns, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, same yards. That's that's insane. Crazy that's insane. I could I could see the the record, you know, touchdowns. You know, that that's you know yeah. usable, but yardage that's, that's scary. crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Checking in the chat for questions. We do have a wide receiver question. Drop, dropping Deontay or London for JSN, and JSN's really been coming on as of late. But I, st- I still don't think I would. So actually, with Mitch Trubisky in for a while, I don't know. Does Trubisky help or hurt Deontay? I mean, he scored the touchdown the other day. That was that was with a ticket, I think. I, I don't know. Uh, I I would definitely try to find a way to get JSN on there, but mm-hmm. I mean his upside's it, higher than both of these guys. I would think. Probably, yeah. I think I would be willing to drop Deontay for him. London, I still good player. I believe in Ritter, and hopefully that offense just kind of figures their crap out and gets it to their good players, which we've been saying for however long Arthur Smith has been there, but. Yeah, I feel like uh, London has probably the better schedule just looking at the divisions that they're in. Mm -hmm. So I would probably, I think I would drop Deontay Johnson. I assume this is all redraft anyway. It would have to be. Yeah. He wouldn't be out there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I would probably make that because Seattle is going to have to fight to get in the playoffs or you're going to stay up there. Mm -hmm. To stay in the race, and I think uh, JSN will be, be a big part of that, especially with Metcalf going off. That's going to open up a lot more passes underneath to to him. And the rest of the season schedule for Seattle is spectacular. With San Francisco, who has still been good for receivers, then Philly, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh. To end oh yeah, your fantasy you season. And if you play in Week 18, they have Arizona. So I think all the leagues i have that go the full distance to week 18 or, or idp only leagues i don't know any, any offensive leagues yeah outside of like best ball but that's different yeah. Oof. okay so last position is tight ends last week our suggestion was tucker craft who went three for 37 six targets so not bad yeah other receivers have kind of went off. It's going to be hit or miss for them, but still think as long as Luke Musgrave is out, he's a fine play. Yeah. Um, this week, have another injury replacement in Brevin Jordan, who, without Dalton Schultz active, played 75% of snaps, three only three catches, but did go for 64 yards. Um, going to see a lot more two tight end stuff with Tank Dell out, um, especially since Robert Woods and Noah Brown have also been banged up throughout the entirety of the season. And Nico, I think, missed a game or two. So there's a lot of yeah. injuries in there. It just makes sense. O-line has been regressing a little bit, so kind of get the more two tight end sets in there to help protect a little more, even though it's not like Brevin Jordan's a blocker. But 
He's got he, some. He can at least get in the way. <laughs> yeah, there's another body. Yeah, uh, man, that Texans offense has been fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody's popped off at least once, except maybe Woods. I think he's been he's had a decent game or two as well. But I mean, just yeah. the you know Collins, Dell, Brown, Schultz, Jordan. I mean, this this is it's a fun team. I really hope they get in the playoffs. I do too, even as a Colts fan. But yeah, so that's all the names we have. Unless you have other people you want to talk about in there, I do see a couple more questions. We'll get to in a sec. Is there anyone else on the wire who you could think about, or any other names, matchups you want to bring up? No, I seen Tyrod Taylor was looking at coming back. Mm-hmm. They said Tommy Vito when to be the starter. So if you're that desperate at quarterback, some names to keep an eye on, I guess. Um, super flex, deep super flex leagues. Yeah, yeah, you're fully deep there. Uh, did we talk about um, another wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo, uh, led the team of targets this week. Something. Jordan Brooks, was is that expected to be a long-term injury? Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Um, when I was doing that write-up, the post-game, I did not see much on it, though. I haven't seen anything he did, since. was initially said to be probable to return. Right, right. So that's something, but Devin Bush is the backup there. Um, it was fine in relief, but. It's not exciting, but if you. Gotta have somebody. Uh, Nate Landman got injured too, and I think his is looking more okay. longer more serious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find that. I don't remember what Nate Landman was a knee injury, right? I believe so. Yeah. All right. So. Um, Will does bring up another tight end name, Isaiah Likely. Yeah, if he's still there, especially after the Ravens buy, good pickup. We brought him up after the Mark Andrews injury. Um, okay, so there's a couple other questions in here. Let's hit those real quick. Starting on fence, Roquan or Karake the rest of the year? Um, I'm still going Roquan, just that upside and the stability. I think Karake has been a little up and down, and that team is just kind of a dumpster fire. So, I'll take Karake just to make it yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's this is a really good problem to have. Honestly, there I would go. I would probably play matchups a little bit. Which fun fact on the idpguys.org, you can go to one of our tools, which is a. Fan, team fantasy points allowed per position. So you can check that out and see who has the better matchup. Then in our weekly re- previews as well, we'll, always, we'll mention some stuff like that. We kind of go from our analysis there. These two are almost matchup proof anyway. Um, yeah. We're, we're Could end up being a tiebreaker. Two of the top five in the league right now. Yeah. Great problem to have. Great problem. Uh, last cor- question for corners in here is uh, drop Diamador Lenore. Currently have Hilton, Moore, Metellus, and Hobbs. 
three cornerbacks. It's three cornerback league. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think you need to keep Lenore on there with this. I don't see many spots you're starting him over those first three guys or Hobbs even. Yeah. Yeah, Mattelis is, is automatic. More, you know, he can pop off at any time. Hobbs is great at tackling. He doesn't offer much more than that. Hilton is just fine himself. Yeah, if you need to drop somebody, that's yeah. definitely a cornerback. Yeah, especially since I doubt trades are still going. So if you could trade him, sick, but I doubt deadline is still going. Uh, got a longer question coming in. Go for it. We can start wrapping it up while we wait for Bryce's question to come in. So I want to say thank you, Sean, for coming on. It was a little last second, but really do appreciate it. Um, you can Come catch Sean on Sunday. Yeah. Do you want to plug the IDP Plus Start sh start Sit show a little bit? Yeah. Join us Sunday mornings at, uh, I guess it's at 12 Eastern. I always kind of forget because I'm central. <laughs> Same. But, uh, I know this is always like, what time is this happening? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's a You know what? I don't know. It's at uh, 10 Central. <laughs> I joined the uh, Start and Sit show with uh, Ricky and Michael, Grant, whoever else wants to come on. Joe, if you want to come on sometime, feel free. Uh, you join us, IDP Plus. Oh, yeah. Then, as always, thank you guys for coming in. Uh, we really appreciate all the questions you guys send in, everything else. And another plug for idpguys.org. Um, we have rankings for weekly dynasty, um, just season long, etc. Um, yeah. If you subscribe, you can get to our newsletter, discord, all that stuff. Okay. Bryce's question came in. So he's eight and five made the playoffs has three questionable running backs and lost Christian Kirk. So who has mm -hmm. more value here? Brandon cooks, Alexander Madison or Chuba Hubbard. Hubbard and Madison. Yeah, with the three questionable running backs, I'd have to agree. I think in a vacuum, I would still take Cooks first, but with your running back questions, it's Hubbard. Yeah, I feel like you could replace a wide receiver easier than you could fill in for a running back. Yeah, I would agree there. Ooh, another question. A couple names that we like, you know, Marquise Haynes for the Panthers and Yaya Diaby for the Bucks. No, Justin and I talked about Yaya Diaby for last week, but then just forgot to put him in the dock, in all honesty. But it's a name I liked him a lot as a prospect. Did not think he would produce as a rookie, but fun name. And I know the main account po just posted about Marquise Haynes on Twitter. I think he played 68% of snaps. Let's see if I, yeah. I can find the tweet real quick. Yeah, I got a sack. Quite a few tackles, if I remember correctly. Seven, eight. Nine tackles. I'd say about seven. Yeah. Uh, had a great, great, uh, great game, but he's always been a rotational guy. But yeah. as bad as the Panthers are, uh, you know, he seems finally healthy. Yeah. I would be concerned there, though. Just I think a lot was, of that did come after the Brian Burns ejection because Eater Grossmatos, right. before he got hurt, was really coming on and actually finally breaking out and showing something. So I still I think Haynes is worth a pickup in a deeper league, but I would not play him unless they shut Burns or Grossmatos down. Yeah, Yaya's the guy between these two. Yeah, for sure. He's getting the starts, he's getting playing time, and he's looked great. 
and he's had has only, I think six sacks on the year. I know he had a sack in like four games in a row earlier. Yeah, he's got like three or four just in life. He has five sacks, all of which have come in the past one, two, three, four, five, six games. So, yeah, and he's just started the last two. So, I mean, his playing time's sticking up. He's getting the starts now. Yeah, I mean, he's already leaped that high. Um, Sweet. And you're in the division with the Saints and Panthers. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, we got a couple last second ones. Love this. Aaron Jones or Kenneth Murray this week? I'll believe it when I see it. It's yeah, Aaron Jones is dead to me. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've already rid him down as a uh, IR guy at this point because he's, mm-hmm. he's not doing anything. Kenneth is yeah. the guy I would keep an eye on, but I'm not holding my breath there either this week. Yeah. Yeah, Murray seemed like it'd be a multi-week. Or that's not Kenneth Murray. Walker, goodness gracious. Um, yeah, Walker seemed like it'd be a multi-week thing. I know he was there was some consideration for IR for him, but if you need to pick one this week, I guess it has to be Aaron Jones. But I don't want to. So uh, for those of you who had Tim Boyle on your roster, <laughs> he's been released. Yep. Um, and uh, Brett Rippon is signed. Yeah. Okay. So could see Trevor Simeon start. May as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since Zach Wilson doesn't want to, apparently. And if only they had like Joe Flacco or Mike White or somebody like that on the team. And got one more question here before we sign off. Rashawn Gary over Granderson. Go Pokes. I'm a Wyoming alum. Like. Carl Granderson, just there. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. playing Gary over him. Yeah. Granderson's That'll... still been really solid for fantasy, but I don't think he's had a sack in the last few weeks. But still, uh, been good. Gary, I'm, yeah. yeah, tackles have been keeping him afloat. But that Giants offensive yeah. line is trash. And yeah, Tommy DeVito back there too. It's not. He's been better than an undrafted rookie should be, but still not very good and takes a lot of sacks so yeah guess what we love about him (laughs) yep absolutely so again thank you sean for joining thank you everyone for listening asking questions we will see you on guys on sunday for the start sit show and next week same time same place and the boil got lanced yes it did that's a good note to end on i think thank you all (laughs) uh go get some playoffs clinched and may the force be with you Good luck, guys.